just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello Wednesday episode of the Marcus Show. Bro, I am your host, as I am every single time Marcus himself. It is uh, Wednesday, November 10th, and I am brought to you with my partner in crime, as always, Ryan. Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Great. Feels good. Nice to do this on a Wednesday. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I feel like I, I kept thinking about this uh, this whole week. I'm like, man, we actually get time to talk about more things, which is super awesome. Like, I'm super pumped up about that. Yeah, usually we're just um, a college football show. But yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the funny thing is, I, I think, as maybe other people know, like, we love every sport. Like, every mm-hmm. sport. It's it's impossible for us to just pick a couple that we like and, and dislike. Like, college basketball starts tonight's Tuesday, so college basketball starts tonight. Um, which, God, I love college basketball so much, Ryan. Like, I don't think you really – UD's back. Sad to watch the Flyers. UD's back. Um, I mean, I just – I love college basketball. I don't know why. I just fell in love with it like two years ago. Um, and I've started to just love it more and more as time goes on. Um, but, uh, yeah, excited that we get to do this uh, another day a week. We get to get more uh, content in, which is always good. Uh, and kind of a – this is going to be kind of a heavy NFL show. I feel like we need to we need to touch on the National Football League a little bit more. And let me start with this. Um, so Monday Night Football, uh, Browns or not Browns? My bad. Steelers, Bears. Um, Steelers end up winning twenty nine twenty seven. This is going to be my official statement. Are you ready for this? Official statement mm-hmm. from Marcus. Here we go. There were moments in that game where I was, it was almost uncomfortable to watch because I'm like, it just seems like the Bears are getting called for things after called for things after called for things. That taunting call was outrageous. The taunting call was terrible. The like three offsides in a row on the same guy was wild. Yeah. Um, the, The pass interference. The pass interference, the roughing the passers when they weren't calling them the same way. Like, I'm not – I'm man enough to look at it and say that was a little weird. Like, there were weird things going on. Now, with that being said, I will never apologize for a win in the NFL. Never once will I apologize because it is very difficult to win in the NFL. And if you get another notch in that – that W column instead of the L column, I believe that should be celebrated. So I will, I will not apologize for that ever, ever, ever. But 
I can say two things can be true at the same time, right, Ryan? That Absolutely. It made me a little uncomfortable at moments where I was like, oh, this does not feel right. Anyway, what was your take on the game? Justin Fields played really well against a really good defense, too. Yeah. He's solid. I, I do agree. Like, he – he does not get some calls because he got whacked on that. That was a third down play, too. And it was pr- he got hit pretty hard, too. It was by yeah. 56. By high tower. High tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the other thing I didn't get, right before uh, Pittsburgh kicked the game-winning field goal, why didn't Matt Nagy call a timeout? He could have saved that for the last their last drive, and they could have used more of the field that way. I, I was watching, like, why are you using your timeout? Like – I think I think maybe to ice him, but at the same time too, Boswell rare like Boswell's weird in Pittsburgh. He misses extra points like crazy in Pittsburgh, but he nails forty to fifty yarders like like consistently. It's it's really strange. And I guess maybe because you know he got whacked against the Browns last week. Maybe he was a little sore. Maybe he just said, "Let's see if we can kind of ice him and mm-hmm. uh, if he's not a hundred percent." But I, yeah. I was just thinking of like. Why, like, don't waste that because you they had plenty of time. To, I mean, they moved the ball okay. They and they tried a 65-yard field goal, which was eight yards, like 10 yards short. Yes. And I hit the crossbar. Mm-mm. It looked you know, it kind of looked like it from TV, but yes, it did not it, hit the crossbar. It looked like it on the back angle. I'm like, oh, that was really close. And then I'm like, Justin Tucker's the only guy that even gets yeah. that close. And I don't I yeah, even I was, think Pittsburgh Justin. I was Tucker. watching that on <laughs> the, the Vikings Ravens game, and like, yeah, his target line was on the logo and <laughs> I was yes. like good lord it's crazy but mm-hmm. I, I I I was very impressed with Justin Fields it was when the game hit 14 to when the game hit 14-0 in about the second quarter the first thing I thought is there's absolutely no way the Steelers don't choke this away like their offense is not powerful enough and even like late in the game when the Steelers had to drive down been through that now okay Again, we haven't talked about the NFL a ton. No. But I, I have tropes. I, I, I can be critical of Big Ben. Well, at the same time, I can say that he's my favorite football player I've probably ever watched with my eyes. He's brought me more happiness than any football player ever has. Probably one of the toughest. That guy's played with so many injuries, and it's like it, it doesn't even look like he's even injured, you know? I know. It's, but when he threw that ball late, that was a deep ball that was short of – of Washington, like Washington had to come back to get it. I was like, Oh, that did not look good. And then he just misses dudes on other passes. Now I don't think Ben has to be Superman. He's just got to make, he's got to make the easy throws. He's got an okay team around him that he's just got to make the easy plays. Now he was missing the easy plays last night, which was like, yeah, you, you got to hit those guys on outs that are wide open. You have to like you got to do those things, which were kind of killers. And I, I was almost thinking like, oh my god, the Steelers are going to blow this game because of a fumble on a punt, and like just not being able to convert very well. Other than the fact that they were winning the turnover battle, like it was yeah, crazy. The Bears fumbled a kickoff too, right? Bears fumbled. They got the interception. Bears fumbled the kickoff, um, and it popped back to Boswell. Boswell, because I thought the game was over right there because I turned it off. Yeah, and then and then, um, 
that was before the Ray Ray fumble. So Ray Ray fumbles. And even in my head, I'm like, Ray Ray McLeod kind of kills us a little bit. Um, yeah, he's more like your kickoff returner, right? Yeah, he is kickoff punt returner. And so he catches that punt, and I'm like, I'm kind of just like, get down, dude. You don't need to get anything else. Just get down. Right. And he fumbles it, and it pops backwards so perfectly that a guy could catch it on the run and just go. Right. Um, it was just it was just a disaster. And then and then that closing sequence of just penalty on the Bears, penalty on the Bears. Oh, it was it was like outrageous. And I was, I was like, are you even when when the announcers start to criticize it as well? It's kind of like this mm-hmm. is getting out of hand a little bit. Like this is getting right. crazy. Um. So I was like. I just, I don't know. Again, I will never apologize for a win in the NFL. Ever, ever, ever will I apologize for a win in the NFL. Yeah, these, and one more damn comment. These taunting penalties are outrageous. Like I, I hate them. And like, the official, like, back, like, hip-checked uh, Marsh or whatever, mm-hmm. and he called it taunting. And it, it's just like, are you, like, just, that was a fourth down play too, wasn't it? It it was it was a it was a third down play that they had sacked Stop. Ben. The Steelers were about to punt because I, I wasn't watching at this point. I had turned it off. Um, the Steelers were about to punt, and then I don't know. Did they say it was because he bumped the ref, or was it because of the celebration? The official claimed that he like was taunting the Pittsburgh sideline or something. That's why Which, he. I saw that too, but he wasn't even close. No. No, I don't even know if he said anything. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was the the celebration was freaking sweet. Um, yeah, which I can't take that. I can't take that away from. And I, the taunting penalties are just ridiculous. Like it's almost like you're watching it and you're like, okay, how is that not taunting? And then like you'll turn on another game. I agree. I it, agree. It's so inconsistent. It's a, yeah. It's kind of and some of these like, you know, like it, it's gonna cost the team a game here, mm-hmm. like. It did last night. Yeah. It did. Kind of, yeah, because it, it was a three-point game that Bears forgotten the ball back, and then it was a six-point game, you know? Yeah. That changed everything in the end because if that doesn't happen, let's say the Bears still score a touchdown. It's 27-23. Yeah. And Pittsburgh, has, Pittsburgh can't kick then. So, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, like I get like a pass interference call. Like I feel like one bad one happens every game. Mm-hmm. It's, those are kind of like, yeah, whatever. But, like, when it's a taunting call, it's like, come on. Like, I think I, I think the difference with the pass interference is it's it's in the like pass interference is happening while the game is going on. It's in the like motion yes. of play, so it's so yes. bang bang. Where taunting right. is like plays over. Now you're making this judgment call on if this guy is taunting or not. Exactly. Exactly. Just, I don't know. I don't. It know. It kind of takes the fun out of the game too. It does. It's like they're, they're kind of robots. NFL's back to like the no fun league. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, they've always been the no fun league, but yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> but you're not wrong I, there. I, I'll, I, again, I'm going to reiterate it over and over again. I will not apologize. Five and three is five and three. I'm going to take it. Second in the division, I'm taking it. Uh, yeah. Anything else on that on Monday Night Football, Ryan? The biggest takeaway was I think we kind of discussed it. And Matt Nagy's not a good coach. Matt Nagy is not a good coach. He is not. He's terrible. And the, the Bears need to protect Fields better. He's going to get killed back there. He is. They got – I mean, they a bunch of people talk about all the time the moving the pocket, getting him rolling out. Because mm-hmm. when he's on the move, that's when he's the most dangerous. Yeah. Like, that throw he made to give him the go-ahead, the, the lead was, mm-hmm. like, beautiful. Like, you do this – 
you do the same kind of stuff that they did at Ohio State with the the moving pocket, the mm-hmm. like giving him many different options. Now I think Ohio, I think Ryan Day and and Ohio State in general does a really good job at creating routes that are really beneficial for the quarterback. Yeah, and those don't always work in the NFL. Correct. But at the same time, too, you gotta you gotta put in you gotta use his strengths, kind of thing. Exactly. After. Um, you know, it's kind of like trying to fit a, a circle, like a circle into like a square thing. Like, yeah, like you, it doesn't always fit kind of like that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But um, sticking with the division, Ryan, your Cleveland Browns go into Cincinnati and just put a whooping on the Bengals. Beautiful. Just, without, without a doubt, their most complete game that they've played this year. Now, offensively. I, defensively yeah they get special teams too even though they missed the field goal but i didn't uh, i didn't watch this game intently i was watching red zone to be honest with you the whole time okay so i'm gonna go ahead and defer to you right now what were your biggest takeaways from that game in general well it seems we're gonna start with what everybody talked about on sunday they're a better team without odo beckham jr mm-hmm. it doesn't mean odo beckham jr was not a good player i still think he could be effective it just he didn't fit Kind of like what we said earlier, they were just trying to do some of that. Just it didn't fit. The offense flowed a lot better without him. Baker does better when he doesn't feel because part of the reason they struggle, I think he felt like he had to force. He was always like, "Where's Odell?" I, I almost have to force, like, get him the ball when it's just like he doesn't have to worry about keeping that one guy happy when he just, you know, he's at his best when he just can let the offense flow and it's just like he can dish it out to anybody type of thing because they had like seven or eight different guys catch up a pass on a. Mm-hmm. in the game on Sunday, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And Nick Chubb is still a beast. Yes. Even, though Even he without Hunter for COVID today. Oh, did he really? Yeah. We had th- three of our four running backs were on the COVID list. Jeez. That's – And who did you get Johnson. He's the only guy left. Well, fortunately, because uh, it was Chubb and Demetrius Felton tested positive. They're both vaccinated, so they could still play Sunday. Okay, they good. Neg- they just need two negative tests and spend 24 hours, and they're good. So Good, good. But also, let's talk about the, the defensive side of the ball. I thought the defense played their best game without a doubt this year. Mm-hmm. The two new guys they brought in in the offseason, John Johnson and Troy Hill. John Johnson forced the fumble on Jamar Chase. He then he had an interception. Troy Hill had three sacks, most ever by a Browns corner. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't know why, but – Miles Garrett does not get holding calls because he was being mugged like the entire game, but he still played pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're talking about roughing the passers. Did you see the hit that uh, Jadavion Clowney put on Burrow? Yes. Yeah. That should have been a roughing the passer. Oh, for I, sure. I, when they did not throw the flag, I was like, oh, okay. And then they had a little scuffle and they only throw the flag on the Browns. And it was, just, it was like the Bengals had the guys pushing and shoving. Why does the Browns get penalized on that? Mm-hmm. And then they had a really late roughing the passer call on Burrow. There was the Bengals were in the huddle for the next play, then they decided to call it. And I was like, is that just a makeup call for missing that like it's obvious one? Be. Yeah, gotta be. Now to the Bengals. They've they've fallen back down to earth. You know, two mm-hmm. weeks ago they were number one team in the AFC. They're flying high. That offensive line is not good. Mm. Burrow got hit a lot. Yeah. He's still sore, I guarantee you, today, right, as we're speaking from Oh, he was being hit like when, especially when the game was out of reach in the second half. The Browns just sent Garrett, Clowney, Malik Jackson, everybody after him, and 
they were constantly getting there and just hitting him, you know. And Burrow leads the league in interceptions, too. I, he's kind of struggled. You know, he struggled the past few weeks, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, are the Bengals getting too pass-happy? Like, they still got Mixon. They did pretty well when he ran the ball, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I said, I was watching. I was watching Red Zone, so I was picking up the game as it was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that I, I made a joke, Ryan. You're not going to like this joke, so cover your ears. But um, I thought the Browns looked the best when Baker Mayfield is not on the field, which means that their defense was out there. Because um, I and I don't think Baker's bad. I think you are right. There's a lot to be said about the fact that Baker plays better when there's less stress to just force it. But I think any yes. quarterback does, I, I think any quarterback plays better. I thought there were times when Ben was had Antonio Brown that it looked like he was trying to force it to Brown a little bit too much. And it's like, just take what they're giving you kind of thing. Right. Um, I think that I'll speak more on the Bengals uh, is I don't, I don't think I'm as bullish on them as you. I do think they're a good team. I think that offense besides the line, I do think the line has holes, but I think that that team with the players they have, like the playmakers, Mm -hmm. put stress on any defense, any defense. When you have Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase did not look like how he has all year long. He dropped like two or three balls that he usually catches. Um, Yeah. He did. Did he, I don't think he had any of those over the top, you know. No, uh, he, let's see. Greg, because the Browns had their first round pick on him, uh, Greg Newsom. He played mm-hmm. good defense on him. Yeah. The only deep ball they tried to him, Newsom broke up, and he made a really good play on it. Yeah. He, he dropped um, a touchdown, I know. Mm-hmm. But when you have T. Higgins as your next option, mm-hmm. um, and then you have uh, Tyler Boyd. Boyd, Taj, uh, not Taj Boyd. Um, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Boyd uh, as your third option, and then you have Joe Mixon in the backfield. Like that's going to put a lot of stress on on defense. I think that their defense is is solid too. Um, I just think that I don't know. I I do think you're right. I think they've come down to earth just a little bit. I think their loss to the Jets was more of a fluke. They 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 choked that. They should have beaten the Jets. Mm-hmm. They had a, an 11 point lead with like four minutes to go, and then yeah, Burrow throws up. Was it a pick? No, it was an interception. Mm-hmm. And then they threw a pick six at the end. Like to make it a closer game. I don't um, remember because I know he had like two turnovers like back to back late in the game. I think he I think he just threw the pick to ice the game at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, they also probably should have beaten the Jets, but it just shows you anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. Yeah. No. It's it's crazy. And we're gonna get to a couple games that really prove that here in a bit. I mean, but I think the Bengals, they've done a lot better than I thought they were. Like they're five and four at the bye week. That's mm. That, yeah. That's impressive considering they've won six games the past two years combined. So I don't I don't think the Bengals are as good as everybody thinks, and I don't think the Browns are as bad as everybody thinks. I just think that our division is so freaking loaded. Yes. That mm-hmm. it's 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 t- again, you pick up wins where you can, and it I think everybody is now beating everybody within that division kind of thing. So it's crazy because you know the, the Ravens blew out the Chargers because never everyone was really high on the Chargers. And then Cincinnati just whacks them. And then Baltimore just comes back out and just um, – who did they play after the Bengals? Because, uh, you know, they beat the, Vic- the Vikings. Yeah. They've, they've won a lot of close games this year. And mm-hmm. they have had a lot of injuries too. And I'm just wondering if a, a lot of these injuries are going to come back to catch up to them. Like, yeah, Lamar's great. 
but they've had a lot of injuries at the running back position. And who, who do they usually – who were they using, like, mainly out, out there yesterday? Because you watched uh, most of acting, it sounds like. Um, they watched – or they had um, – shoot, who did they have back there? Is it Lata- I know they have Latavius Murray. Yeah, they go by committee. I mean, they just okay. – they, they rotate dudes in, in and out, in and out. Um, and yeah, they they lot- kind of did that before of Dobbins and Gus Edwards. But mm-hmm. those guys, you know, I think de- defenses fear more than a Latavius Murray – they have Le'Veon. I don't know if he. They did. Le'Veon but... scored a touchdown. Oh, he okay. Le, yeah, Le'Veon scored a touchdown in the game. But they were a lot. I mean, not that they stopped running the ball because they never really stopped running the ball. No. Um, but they were down, so they were throwing the ball just a little right. bit more than than usual. And I know they have Rashad Bateman back, who was out their first round pick, who was out the first few weeks. Yeah, so. Rashawn Bateman from where? Minnesota. There you go, baby. Ski you, ma. Mm. Um. <laughs> I love that's probably one of my favorite games on Sundays to sit there and see how many players that they can say and I know what college they went to. Um, <laughs> it's such a stupid game, but it keeps you it keeps your mind going. Right, it's, or it's like, oh, that guy, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just let's get to this game. the The Ravens, Ravens, Vikings. Ravens end up winning in overtime, thirty four, thirty one. It feels like in overtime, if the Ravens touch the ball and even get close to the fifty yard line, yeah, it's over. I think besides the Raiders, they've won like every overtime or close game they've been in. Yeah, which uh, here's a hypothetical for you before we really get in this game. Knowing what you know now, would you spend a first-round pick on Justin Tucker? No. Really? Oh, I absolutely would. That well, guy's a weapon. Depends where, you're, depends where you're picking. Let's put it that way. Okay, say you're picking between 15 and 20. It depends what – it all depends what team you are. Like, yeah, maybe if you already have, like, your your guy, like, may, let's say you're Seattle, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you already have Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Your defense is good. You can afford maybe – to because Sebastian Janikowski is the only kicker to ever go in the first round. He yeah. was really good. I'm, yeah, I'm saying, like, what you know now – because, I, okay, let me put it this way. If you're 15 to 20, right, right Ryan? You're mm-hmm. probably middle of the pack. You're probably close to 500, a little under, a little over 500. Correct. That's like that seven – well, they have 17 games now, but that's like an eight, eight and nine, nine and eight. Feels weird saying that. Ten yes. seven range. Yes, around there. Now think about if you have a guy like Justin Tucker, you're winning probably three to four more of those close games that you're losing. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. I'm yeah. framing it to you this way. I only say that because I've watched so many times where the Ravens are either down by less than three, three, or it's overtime and they're tied and they get the ball. And it's like, okay, if they hit their own 45, the game's over, which is so weird to say that. Yeah. Because other guys don't kick like that. You know what I mean? No, no. He's just so good. Like he has so much range. It's a, I mean, he, he does miss though. Because I remember there was a this is like 2013, a game against the Browns where he missed two field goals in the first half, which was like crazy. Yeah. Or I know he missed an extra point against the Saints a couple of years ago. That would have tied the game, but they ended up losing. And mm-hmm. I think the announcers jinxed it before because they mentioned how he made, you know, et cetera, number of extra points in the row, and, you know, he missed it. So, yeah. Yeah. With him, so- he's like 99% of the time, you know, it's going to go in. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. only say 99 because every so – he misses, I, I guess, at the rare, at like the oddest times, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So but when it counts, he's money. Yeah, he's locked in. He's insane. But I just think that so with the Ravens, they they're they're now not losing these games they fall behind early in. They're now mm-hmm. able to chip away and find a way to get back. Right. Speaks to Lamar, like you said, he's a freak. I mean, he's insanely, yeah. insanely good. He's, he's never going to be like have... the best passer in the world, but he can get it done. Yes. It's, it's never going to look pretty, but they've, I think the Ravens have done a good job of building a team that matches his strengths. Like, yeah. Hollywood Brown and him just have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I was – go on, go on, go on. I, cause I don't know if you saw what Bart Scott said. He said that Hollywood Brown wouldn't start for like half the teams in the league. Or he said no. he wouldn't start on any other team in the, in the AFC North. Yeah, no, I didn't hear that. Okay, well, him and Hollywood got into a little bit of a beef at, over that. But, but he was trying to, to say that and to say how good Lamar is. Because yeah. he, he loves the tight ends, Mark Andrews. Uh, who else do they have? Nick Boyle, I think that's the other yeah. guy they use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, now, like you said, Bateman. Bateman's huge Bateman, on the outside. Uh, Devin DuVernay, 13. He's their kickoff returner. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they drafted a, Devin a, du- a guy Duvernay? I loved out of – Yeah, DuVernay. Yeah. That's what his name is, yeah. And I, and I know they drafted a guy – they drafted two receivers this past year and early. Uh, Tylen Wallace, a guy I really like coming out of Oklahoma State. I don't know if he's done, done anything this year. Mm-hmm. But I think they're – because Lamar said last year that teams were calling out their plays at the line of scrimmage. I think they got a little too predictable. I think now mm-hmm. they're – expanding a little more yeah yeah um so with with that and i think i i don't know if they're i was listening to trent dilfer um which i like sometimes dilfer is very again i'm gonna use this term bullish on dudes and like other times he kind of gives a lot of credit um Mm -hmm. he brought up a really good point that if lamar can figure out how to become a straight pocket passer within the next year or two and keep his freakish athleticism he is going to be unstoppable. Absolutely. Literally unstoppable. Um, because once he's – now he's making those intermediate throws, it, it does – you can see it's like, ooh, now they're adding in this other layer of how they can really beat you and mm-hmm. how good they really are. Absolutely, kind of because he's probably the hardest guy to blitz. Be- you, almost have to, you almost have to play him like you do in college. You have to leave like a spy for him. Yeah, yeah. You but, have to have someone just watch Lamar the whole time. Like yeah. And that's and that takes a, a dude away from the defense, which is again, if he becomes good enough, he's going to be able to pick apart like yeah. he's got single coverage or mm-hmm. they don't they 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 run a lot of zone defenses against him, so kind of wear it soft in the zone, and he'll have a little bit more time. But um, or I know when the Chargers beat them in the playoffs in 2018, they just had like six. They had a lot of DBs on the field, so a lot more athletes who could contain him. Yeah, but uh, on the <laughs> other side of the ball for that game, Ryan. The Vikings, I just talking about their I, offense. I only know well. Okay, them as them as a team in general. Um, I only know a lot about them because I have uh, bet on them almost every oh. week. I'm because I'm like they've lost so many close. Half their games have been gone down to like the last play. It, it's dude, Ryan. It's crazy because I don't understand how like I and honestly, I don't even know if you blame it all on Kirk Cousins. Like I don't think you can. Right. Because. They're getting up these, they're getting these leads, and it's like they can't, they they can't blow a team out. They can't do it. Correct. Like correct. they allow teams to come back. And, and I know yesterday they were down four starters on the defense. And and they mm-hmm. were like Harrison Smith, what he tested positive for COVID before the game. Yeah. Um 
Daniel Hunter, is that what his name is? Hmm. One because they they have a pretty good defensive line. Yeah. I think it was him, like Everson Griffin, and I think they had one of their linebackers out yesterday. And I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, of course they play Baltimore, so Baltimore's gonna blow them out, but they played Baltimore really tough. Yeah. Um because they got weapons on offense. Dalvin Cook. Love Alexander Madison. I feel like he's probably the most underrated running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like not a lot of people know who he is, but he's every time he plays, like he's a really good player. Like, yeah, whenever he gets Just, a chance. Justin Jefferson's a freak. Yeah. Like, who else? I love I love Adam Thielen too. Yeah. I've been on my fantasy team. So, but he's yeah. a really, he's turned himself into a really good receiver. Yeah. Um, they don't have Rudolph anymore, but that, uh, uh Conklin, whoever their tight end is, mm-hmm. is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, KJ Osborne. Who's emerges their slot receivers turn into a really good player. Yeah. Too. I just I've I've gotten to the point where I've realized on Sunday morning, if I see that they're underdogs and they're getting plus points to take them, because it's going to be close anyway. So yeah. you might as well have the points. If yeah. they're favorited, take the other team because it's going to be close. So you want the extra points while they're while, like it's I, I've I've now watched them throughout th- this whole season and it's like. I, I just get fixated on some of these teams and I'm like, dude, I, I'm seeing what's happening before it happens with this team. I shouldn't even care about right. because they just like, don't hold leads. Right. Like week two, they played, the, they went toe to toe up the Cardinals week two and mm-hmm. their kicker, Greg Joseph misses a 39 yard field goal to, to well, would have won the game with mm-hmm. like three seconds left. And in a game where he made two fifty yarders, but you know, you can't make a 39 yarder. That, yeah, in a dome because I don't know if the <laughs> Cardinals have the roof, but it's, it's it's something like that. It's like are you you make those long ones, but like that, you know, the one that you should make a hundred times out of a hundred. Like, come on, yes, it's it's nuts. So I don't know what they do. I don't know if it's I, I don't know who you go out and get that's better than Zimmer, because um, his his defensive mind is insane, and I think that mm-hmm. we're now starting to see a little bit of a shift to defensive minded coaches having strong teams. Yes. Uh, so I just don't know. I don't. I don't know what the answer is right there. But I wish for once I could just watch them blow a team out. Because they run a similar offensive system to like what the Browns do. They're like a run-heavy team that yeah. thrives in play action. And at times they gashed the Ravens. Mm-hmm. There were a couple plays where they gashed them. Right. It's just. It's crazy. It's. I, I just. I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, number one, like we just said, our division's loaded. Number two, I think that 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 NFC uh, North is freaking pitiful. They're awful. They're awful. <laughs> and it's besides Green Bay, <laughs> besides Green Bay, when they have Aaron Rodgers, let's put that yeah. caveat in there because we can mm-hmm. talk on it real quick. But Jordan Love was, ugh. yeah, they're lucky that Kansas City's not <laughs> great either. Like no. Mahomes had like what 150 yards passing. Mm-hmm. He might have a little more of that, but he 54 yards passing with two minutes left in the first half, and he's attempted 20 passes. Like, yeah, it's you know kind of like what a, they can't run the ball really, mm-hmm. and teams are playing them too deep. It was kind of like I forget who said this, but it was almost like all they needed was a team like the Pat or not the Patriots, a, a team like the Buccaneers to just completely clobber them you know push them around to show everybody else that okay these guys are beatable yeah because ever since they've done that like the browns should have beaten them i'm 
Mm-hmm. You just, not mm-hmm. over that game. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they honestly should have beaten the Ravens. They choked at the end. Uh, the Chargers beat, you know, had no issue with them. They've just looked like Mahomes is so good at like improvising, just making all these like crazy, like, like you know, he, he throws a lot of these 50 50 balls that I think now aren't going their way as much. Like, mm-hmm. he loves to throw the ball across the field. I think now teams are just more wary of that. It's just kind of like they got to adjust. I feel like Andy Reid's teams kind of go, always go through something like this. I think he similar things happened when he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, I think I think too. If you look at like if you look at them, and I think we're going to get to the Bills here in a second in the weekend yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bills are almost in the same. They're trending they're in the similar same type way, of team. Yeah, where you have this insanely good young quarterback, and I do think I I don't think they're on the same level, Mahomes and and Allen. Yeah, but I do think they're very similar, and they can create and they can make good throws for you. So what, what analytics tells you is the ball needs to be in that guy's hands over and over and over again, making plays where I think, and we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, is it Brandon Staley, the head coach for the yeah, Chargers? Chargers coach. Yeah. He had that quote where he said, there's a physical part of the game that analytics can't measure where when you're just going after dudes over and over again, and like mm-hmm. you, you add in that element of running the football, it changes everything for the game. It right. changes the human element. Mm-hmm. And when those two teams aren't doing those things, then it becomes predictable. And you get offensive linemen who have notably said the majority of them, they do not like pass blocking. They're moving backwards. Like that is not that is not fun for them. And then when they get no. to start going after guys and imposing their will, which is why they got into football in the first place. Right. It, opens everything in the offense up so i don't I, it's it's almost like where do you find that happy median of letting your playmaker make plays but also you have you got to play football does that make sense right. it's kind of you got to be a little more conservative mm-hmm. like just at times like if you're running the ball really well keep giving him the ball like you don't always have to go for the the, the big play kind of what kansas city seems to live off of you know mm-hmm. like if your running backs having a it's kind of like it's between the 30 and the 50 like right there because that's where a lot of teams like to take their shots it's like maybe run the ball a little bit more and then maybe take your deep shot on like a third and two or just mm-hmm. some, something like that you know just so where you you're constantly like kind of picking up yards as opposed to just trying to get it all at once yeah yeah and i think that we'll, we'll just we'll transition to it because we brought him up the the Bills lose a, a extremely weird one yeah. to to the Dolphins uh, nine or not Dolphin Jacksonville my bad um, six to nine um, old school football baby just just an absolute beautiful under game right there where the Bills were fourteen and a half point favorites and it's mm-hmm. just like how does that happen how does that happen but it was as they were showing the highlights of it, it's like, because again, watching Red Zone, I'm not just watching mm-hmm. one, one game over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, Allen's running around like crazy. He's getting yeah. sacked. He's he's not finding the guys like he usually is. No. And it, it just looked like their offense was a mess. And it's like, you're the Buffalo Bills. Just go after them. 
This is a team right. that's already broken. Just go after them. Yeah, Jacksonville's not very good. Like, um, a lot of their offensive line has been struggling in recent weeks. It struggled against Tennessee. And Drew Brees said this when I was watching the highlights. Like, when Josh Allen's your leading rusher, that's not a recipe for success. Like, because no. they, they kind of rotate between two young uh, running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Neither one of them really scare anybody. Like, I think both of them had like 500, 600 yards last year. You know, not terrible for two guys splitting carries, but neither one of them is like a game changer. Yeah. Or, or at least has shown that they, they can, you know, make big plays at, you know, at times. So, because mm-hmm. Allen's kind of, he's similar to him. Mahomes are pretty similar. I don't know. He might be a little bigger than Mahomes because they both got cannons for, both have cannons. They both kind of scramble around. They're both kind of reckless with the football. Yeah. Allen does have a tendency to turn it over a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely bigger. I mean, he's a massive human being. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But I think that – I think Mahomes' arm talent is a little bit better. Just the, the intermediate to medium to short throws he can make are a little bit yeah. better. No, I, I agree. I think I, they have their own strong suits, both of them, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – that's it was just such a weird – like, I'm like, how does this – I'm just waiting. Because that, that why, why I was thinking the Dolphins is because the Bills had played the Dolphins the week before. It yeah. was the same thing. It was like three to three yeah. or six to six at halftime. And you're like, what are they doing messing around with the Dolphins? And then all of a sudden they blew it open. Well, right. I'm sitting there on Sunday like, okay, all of a sudden, like the Bills are just going to score and then get a stop and score and get a stop and score. And then it's like, okay, yep, this is what we were hoping for or like waiting for. And it just never happened. Well, they were driving at the end until Josh Allen got stripped by Josh Allen. Yeah, the Josh Allen bull. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen got sacked by Josh Allen. Josh Allen got picked by Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, Dude. you, you got to give Jacksonville credit. You know, they played a good game. Yeah. And it saves uh, saves Urban Meyer's job for at least maybe two more weeks. Yeah. I'd give him another year before we talk about uh, his job being on the line. But uh, I don't know. If you lose the locker room, I mean, we saw how – and this is college, but you saw how quick the, the Ed O stuff flipped on his Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. Um, no, I think it's just a weird one, and I think that we – I don't think that this means, oh, my God, the Bills suck no. now. Um, no. I think that, um, like you said, any Sunday, any team can win kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Bills just came out flat and mm-hmm. you know, didn't look good. So. I feel like every year, like, there's always one really good, like, contender that kind of goes to, like, a stretch in the middle of the year where you're kind of like, what's wrong with them sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, you know, it took them a little bit to get going last year because they were, what, like, seven and five at one point? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think it was after Ken- – Kansas City blew them out of the water their first time they played. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just kind of like, is Brady really working out here in, you know, in Tampa Bay? And that, that week one where the Saints just waxed them and it wasn't yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. From from that, uh, again, we said we had head scratchers all over the all over the board. The Cowboys. Um, yeah. I, playing. Well, I know Dak was coming off a, a calf injury. Yeah. But, but you're playing at home against. A Von Miller-less. Yeah, but I'm also not going to say the Broncos are bad either. I think no. Vic, Vic Bangio is really good at, at again, another great defensive-minded coach yeah. who 
if you have those guys, you always feel like you have an opportunity. Right. Um, but so I, I didn't expect it to go the way it did because that no. was in ass kicking. Yeah. I mean, it was it. Their philosophy is play great defense and run the ball type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Bridgewater, Bridgewater's not terrible, but he played a good game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're up 30 to nothing. And then they just, I didn't really watch much of that one, but I just saw, you know, Trevon Diggs, he leads the league in interception, but he got, he got beat a couple of times. Yeah. He got beat deep for a touchdown by like uh, Tim Patrick, I guess what his name is, mm-hmm. you know, just. I, I think, so I, I said this, I was talking to Al and when we were watching on Saturday or Sunday, Teddy Bridgewater is like a better Andy Dalton. He's not going to go out and always win you games, but he's for sure not going to lose you games. Does that make sense? Like sometimes Dalton would go out there and he'd kind of lose you some games, but he wasn't ever. Andy Dalton really... was always due for just one god awful performance. Mm-hmm. Like well, it was always when the lights were the brightest, like on a mm-hmm. primetime game. Yeah, one o'clock on a Sunday, Andy Dalton was perfect. Like, but Bridgewater, he's just so Bridgewater's so consistent and he's so even. Yeah. And mm-hmm. but I, I like ball in Bridgewater's hands down ten, like middle of the fourth. I'm not thinking the Broncos are winning the game. No. Ball in Bridgewater's hands, five minutes left. Broncos are up 10. I'm feeling pretty good the Broncos are going to end up winning that one because he's just not going to make your offense implode. And as long as he can put the defense in a good spot, they're going to be fine kind of thing. They were in that situation against the Browns where they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, and I kind of felt the same way. Even though they did make it a three-point game, but I was like, I was pretty confident the Browns were going to hold on to you know the game. Yeah, he's more Denver's offense is more kind of like dink and dunk type of thing. Yeah, because they have a lot of like you know receivers who get them the ball in space and let them you know mm-hmm. like Jerry Judy. Yeah, or because well he was injured and then uh, KJ Hamler who has a torn ACL, but like Tim Patrick they got Noah Fant and yeah. uh, who else? They have another tight end who is pretty effective too. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. but and you know they have Melvin Gordon and the uh the other rookie running back from North Carolina who's pretty good too so yeah 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 they got a lot of guys they they have some good young players on their offense mhm so and i just don't like i just don't think we expected it and the game looked a lot no. closer late cuz i yeah. think it was like i think it was like 30 or 31 to 0 at one point and then it was 30 the, to 16 final yeah so th- it was like 30 to 0 at one point and then the and then Dallas gets two late like Garbo touchdowns with two two point conversions to go with yeah. them, and it mm-hmm. made that game look a little bit more competitive than right. what it truly was because it was, it was we're gonna beat you up we're gonna beat you up we're gonna beat you up and then we're gonna score and then Dallas would get the ball and it was like they couldn't do anything. No, they, they like no. That's what they you know a lot of these defensive teams usually uh, run have a great running game so they try to keep your offense off the field like. You know, I had C.D. Lamb and fantasy. He didn't do anything for me, which I'm kind of salty <laughs> about because I lost. But yeah, um, yeah, they really should. They, should, you know, you gotta give them credit where credit's due. They shut them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. That was a weird one. I, I'm, I'm kind of again. I'm, I'm gonna go back to shout out Ryan Rosillo. Um, I love his show. Uh, that you kind of chalk this week up to it kind of happened and then we kind of forget about it because I don't think, again, I don't think Dallas is that bad. No, I think that Dallas, maybe Dak, maybe is not fully a hundred percent. And I don't think he practiced the entire week mm-hmm. either. And, and you're, you're playing a team that 
kind of came out and, and took it to you a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Well, probably so, wasn't as bad as what they're, they're kind of like, a, I, I think Denver, they're, they're a 500 team. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to finish with like seven or eight wins. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think they're that bad either. Um, the only other game I, I wanted to hit on Ryan, uh, the Sunday night game. Oh yeah. Tennessee goes to Los Angeles and beats the Rams 28 to, I think it was 16. Um, yes. Something like that. That was another one that, again, I don't think we're giving Tennessee it's due for. I think they're how, the top team in the AFC right now. Yeah. They're solid. Just quietly solid. Jeffrey Simmons just tore up their uh, Rams offensive line. Like mm-hmm. they have some players on their defense. And, and I think their defense has struggled this year too, for the most part. Yeah. I need to have some injuries in the secondary, but yes, you know, they didn't give them credit. Like, with, you know, a lot of people, I only gave them a chance because Derrick Henry's probably out for the season. Yeah. Like, Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, they got two good receivers. System, but in that system, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I read something like in Miami, like, he was probably like, he was like always lights out in practice. And it was kind of like game day, it would be like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know real inconsistent but like he's probably like one of the best practice quarterbacks like in the league if that makes sense yes no no no. i get that i get that so and i don't know and on the other side of the ball the rams i'm gonna say it again i don't think the rams are as bad as what they showed i think that maybe no. they have some offensive line issues when they when they have to just drop back pass and go instead of set up run set up run set up run Hit the play. Well, they kind of dug pass. themselves out of a hole because they had two short pick six at like interceptions from for a touchdown, like back to back. That that interception where Stafford was in the end zone and threw yeah. it out, that was the most Carson Wentz <laughs> interception I've ever seen from somebody who wasn't Carson Wentz. You should have just taken the safety if if you want to be honest. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Because you still would have had the lead. It's kind of, you know. Sure, you're giving him a free kick, but you're yeah. giving them a free kick deeper and it's not seven points. It's two points. And, and they would have been up three to two. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I hindsight's 2020 kind of thing. Right. I don't, right. Again, I don't think they're that bad. I think they have a good system. I think McVay is really good. Um, I think Baffert is amazing in that system. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, again, I don't think they're that bad. That was just another one where I'm like, okay, Rams seven point favorites. Like, I, I don't know if that's a constant disrespect thing to the Titans or what, but then the Titans come out and he just punched him in the mouth. Just bad. Old man, Adrian Peterson, too. Yeah. Hey, Adrian Peterson still going, baby. Yeah. He was playing in Oklahoma when uh, running back still wore the big, bulky shoulder pads that. You could barely even like yeah run with. 2004 yeah he was yeah. he was so good I remember I loved him at Oklahoma mm-hmm. that um BS, his last game that Fiesta Bowl was probably one of the best college games there ever was oh Oklahoma, with uh, Boise, Boise State, State. Yeah. yeah yeah Boise State broke out all the stops every mm-hmm. every uh trick play they could think of yeah man oh but yeah I don't I I I, I just I don't know I I look I'm gonna look back at NFL Week Nine and just say week nine happened kind of thing. Like, yeah, it was, a, it was a football week that happened and weird things happened. And I think by next week, we're back on the, the path where. Well, yeah, we're at the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. 
So most teams have played like eight, nine games, depending on if you've had a bye. So we got eight games left. So yeah, and each team gets two buys this year, don't they? No, just one. Just one. Yeah. Oh man, are you sure, Ryan? I'm pretty sure because the Browns don't have their bye until December. Oh, now speaking of the Browns, real quick, you may be right on that. Um, because the, the Steelers had their bye super early. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Browns, do you know? Have you seen? I know you have that part of their schedule where they go Ravens by Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. How weird is that? That is so. They basically play Baltimore back to back weeks. Yeah. That is so it's, crazy. That's so strange. Mm-hmm. But they should have. I'm expecting Kareem Hunt's out four to six weeks with a calf injury. Yeah. And he has been out. So he got hurt against the Cardinals. So he's missed Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. And then ne- next week would be the four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I expect I expect them to play it safe because Kareem's a really Kareem is a very valuable part of their offense. He does a lot for them in mm-hmm. the running game. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. Um, he's a good blocker. I expect them to not run. They want they're gonna need him. They're gonna get him back for the stretch run. Yeah. They're gonna get him and uh your boy who I love so much, Jeremiah Russo Koromoa back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar. Now he has a high ankle sprint, so he may be because they had him and Hunt had the same uh, timetable for their returns, four to six weeks. I could see him maybe coming back a week or two before uh, Kareem Hunt, but the Browns are talented enough at running back where, you know, you don't don't rush him back. You want him 100% healthy. Like yeah, you can ride sure. with Nick Chubb. Dearness Johnson has shown you that he can carry the load when you know when called upon, which he may have to do that again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on if I'm hoping. And knock on wood that Chubb and Demetrius Felton will be back by Sunday. So, yeah. yeah, but I I I saw that and I was like, wow, that's really weird. And it, and it kind of, I, I, the Browns kind of have to win that second game, right? No matter what, yeah. No matter you, no matter what, they have to win that second game. Yeah. yeah, division games are so crucial. The Browns are they've only played two division games. They've they've played one. They're one and one in a, in a division. Because Pittsburgh, yeah. you, you guys beat us, and we beat Cincinnati. Yeah, but the AFC. The AFC is so like crowded and chaotic right now. Like all the top teams are in the, in the NFC because mm-hmm. the Browns are five and four, but they're still in the hunt. Like as of right now, the wild card consists of Pittsburgh, LA, and then the Patriots have the seven seed. You mm-hmm. guys and uh, the Chargers have the tiebreaker over the Browns because they've beaten them. So this game Sunday, the Browns need to win because it because you want to be able to control your own destiny for the playoffs. You don't want to have to rely on another team losing or, or another team has to beat some, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So that's what makes that Baltimore games even more important because you got to at least win one, if not both of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, all right, Ryan. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else, but uh, this has been fun. I'm glad we could cover it. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Always awesome. enjoy doing this. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Friday uh, hitting college football preview in the weekend everything like that kind of talking about this last weekend as well touching on the college football rankings um remember to download rate review subscribe do all those things and uh we'll catch you on friday yep thanks y'all for listening